Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Sydney Roosters game has just wrapped up, but the Rabbitohs getting the biscuits there. How good, what a fucking game that was. I am exhausted. We're going to give our live reaction to that game, go through all of our notes, which is just all over the place, trying to keep track of live when guys are on the field, when they're off at points that were scored, when there were sim bins, whatnot. We'll have to do a deeper review of it overnight. We'll probably sit back and watch that game again. Uh, unbelievable stuff. I'll give you my live reaction. If you do want to grab some Rugby League Guru merchandise, though, guys, you've seen us advertising the last few weeks, 8 p.m. is the time it officially opens. If you're listening to this podcast now, you can actually jump on there right now. Grab some merchandise if you would like it, www.rugbyleagueguru.com.au. You can jump on there, grab a hat or a T-shirt, whatever you would like. I think there is limited stock, uh, so I'm not sure how quickly it will all move, but if you guys are keen, you're listening to this before 8 p.m., you can and jump on to rugbyleagueguru.com.au and grab your gear there if you want to support me, what I'm doing and all that. But let's get into that game. Holy, this rivalry, it never disappoints. And this one was something else. Seven sin bins. It was crazy. It was a real throwback to your old tapes of the 70s and 80s that you watched. There was periods of time there where it felt like the 26, 25, 24, 23, depending on which minute you were watching, forgot that there was a game of rugby league on the line, forgot that their entire seasons were relying on this game of football. And that's what this rivalry does. It is so much bigger than rugby league. It's not even funny. Uh, Obviously, the Roosters, they had their two wingers back who uh, Daniel Tupu, he did not see out the game. So Ali had to go to fullback. They lost Tedesco during the game. They lost Angus Crichton during the game. It was unbelievable. It was just crazy. Seven sin bins, all the HIAs, all the injuries. Uh, Congratulations to the Bunnies, but... 
Fuck, credit to the Roosters. I mean, to hang in that contest as long as they did when you consider everything that was stacked against them. Fucking unbelievable. All the injuries and everything. Joey Manu out. Uh, just crazy. We got to get a little hint of Suali'i at fullback. Obviously, the passing game, he's got a lot to work on there. You could tell he wasn't overly confident passing the ball. Uh, but, geez, he just looks like a natural there. Scary. Let's go through the game, though, from the very start. The first hit up, Matty Lodge took it up. Cam Murray gave him a good whack. I was a little bit nervous watching it. Obviously, Cam, Mer- Cam Murray uh, missed the game well, played the first, you know, 10, 15 seconds of the game last week and got a HIA off that one. So that was great to see. Um, geez, the first 10 minutes, it was brutal. Both teams completed their first sets. You eventually had Victor Radley Sinbin very early. i got to tell you, I'm not sure if it was a Sinbin. Obviously, the refereeing is something that we will talk about, but I do want to watch the game back again. And we'll talk more about that on Bloke in a Bar tomorrow. But I'm not sure, you know, I, I get it, Radley. I guess it was a punch. It was a pretty soft punch, realistically. I'm not sure if it really was a punch. Uh, I'm happy with the sin bin. At the end of the day, uh, just a dumb play from Radley. you got to be smarter than that in a sudden death final like that. Uh, credit to, I think it was Tane Milne who, you know, he definitely picked his target to try and get a reaction out of. He was very fire. Radley got sin bin twice in this game. Um, I mean, if you're going to get sin bin for a punch, I think you'd want to throw a better one than what Rads did in that situation. AJ, he scored the first try. We spoke about it in Coach's Clipboard. We were worried about Momorowski and how he would go. Latrell Mitchell threw a great ball to Isaiah Tass. He got on the outside and put AJ over. AJ scored another try a little bit later, which is back-to-back seasons of 30 tries. So 60 tries in two years of first grade is fucking unbelievable. He is something else, Alex Johnson. He is criminally, criminally underrated. I mean, we never really talk about him for Reptides. We never really talk about him for Teams of the Year and all this sort of stuff. I think he's going to be one of those guys that he's going to retire and we're going to look back in five years' time and stack his records up against other guys and go, hold on, why weren't we picking him as the best winger of this team, of this comp, of this year? Blah, blah, blah. It is just insane. So congratulations to AJ. A little slice of history and I heard the commentator saying to him after the game that he now, like the most tries he scored against any team is the Sydney Roosters. So in the biggest rivalry of AJ's entire career and it's not like AJ's played in a time where the Roosters have been bang average or whatever 2014, 2013 I think is when AJ debuted, the Roosters they have been top shelf during that entire period and he has delivered every single time Alex Johnson so congratulations to him unbelievable stuff Teddy, he was looking really dangerous early. Momorowski forced a drop out, sort of got it off a bomb, put it on the toe. was really, really nice. Um, the thing that I spoke about on Bloke in a Bar where I would always go short off these line dropouts, and I know that people are worried about them not making the 10 or whatever. For, for me, there's no excuse. The players should be able to land a drop kick 15 metres out from the line and put it reasonably high. I really don't think it's all that difficult. I just think it needs to be more practised. Uh, the boys pushed back on me last week saying you should kick it as deep as you can. For me, the biggest worry when you kick it deep is that teams essentially get the ball on the 40 metre line smack in the middle of the field. When you're at training, that's where you start your sets. 40 metres out on zero tackle is the perfect place to start your set. That's where teams practice. You go to any of these NRL trainings, you go to an under 18, you go to kids training, whatever the hell it is, they start on the 30 or 40 metre line. Your, your front row will go down the ground, he'll stand up and you'll start your set. And you could see a classic example there. The Roosters just went through their set. They had 12 on the field but because it was essentially just a, a set that they'd practiced to training and they were given the opportunity to do it. You saw Angus Crichton score off the back of it. A great little try there. You obviously had um, Hacho. He he set him up there. Very, very impressive. Uh, Just... 
Fuck, he's had a good few, few weeks, Angus Crichton. Uh, unfortunate to see him miss this game at the back end, uh, but Angus Crichton, a really nice try there. And Drew Hutchinson, really good play there as well. It was a pretty close to the goals there, to the uh, to the goals there, obviously. And Sammy Walker, he sprayed that kick as well, which I thought might have been costly. It wasn't in the back end. Uh, the ten to twenty minute mark, I thought the Roosters uh, they were winning the ruck here. I thought they looked really good. Uh, Daniel Tupu scored off a absolute cracking ball from Sammy Walker. His vision is unmatched. Got the ball from dummy half, and not only the vision, a lot of guys will be able to see it, but to have the confidence at the age he's at with the experience he's had in the game he was in, sudden death, everything stacked on top to throw that ball, incredibly impressive. You saw Luke Keary, he had an opportunity to throw a similar ball a little bit later, and he fell short by about two metres. Kevin Aguama got tackled. You very rarely see Sam Walker fall short with those kicks, and when was the last time you saw Sam Walker throw one over the sideline as well? He gets them right an unbelievable amount of the time. It was a cracking ball. He missed that kick as well. So during that period... When the Roosters had a player in the simulation, they actually won that period 8-6, which is incredibly impressive. The Penrith Panthers, they won their period of a sin bin on Friday night as well. So you do not see that all that often. Uh, we then had Tommy Burgess collected Teddy High. Um, sin bin off that one. I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head what it actually looked like, but my vague memory is that Teddy sort of slipped into contact a little bit. I'll have to watch it again to be sure of that, though. You then had uh, Tane Milne collected Suwali'i High. He got sin bin. So you had two on the two on the uh, on the on the pine, eleven on thirteen for South Sydney. Unbelievable! As soon as you get eleven on thirteen, you just go, my God, this this will have to be a Roosters onslaught here. The Bunnies they scored against eleven. Latrell Mitchell and I want to talk about Latrell because you know I had a lot of Roosters fan messaging me this week. He's a cat. All you have to do is boo him and he shits himself. Blah blah blah. We've always been a big believer in Latrell and fuck, good on him, absolutely good on him. I think people under under evaluate or under appreciate a 25-year-old going to a new stadium like that last week and having 40,000 people booing him. Uh, the head noise that would come off the back of that, especially when you don't play overly well, to come back a week later and put on a show like he did, incredibly impressive. Ran for 60 metres, whatever the fuck you want to call it. He is not your normal fullback. He is an impact fullback, and in this game, he had impact. He scored a try against 13 when he had 11. There was nothing on, nothing doing whatsoever. Latrell Mitchell takes it upon himself when his team is in trouble and his team should be getting played off the park against a team that people are telling me was going to play in the grand final and he scores with 11. You might not like Latrell, but fuck me. If you don't respect him, you are absolutely kidding yourself. Uh, you then had JWH staring at Cam Murray in that tackle. I think the, the, the commentators described it like he was standing there like a sumo wrestler and the eyes that he held. Fuck, he's an intimidating little bastard, Jared Rhea Hargraves. And, you know, Latrell Mitchell's got a bit of grub in him, 100%, as does JWH. So I don't really want to hear the arguments from, Lat- from Roosters fans that Latrell's a grub and all this sort of bullshit. Same as I don't want to hear it from South Sydney fans that JWH is a grub. You've both got these guys in your football teams. They're both incredibly important to your football team as well. Uh, there was then a play where Latrell Mitchell gave away a penalty on the try line, thinking that he'd be able to challenge because there was a knock-on in the play. Uh, obviously, you cannot um, you cannot challenge those. I actually didn't realize that either. So a little bit unlucky for Latrell there. But the set later... 
South Sydney kick it deep. Um, they come down the left edge. Sorry, the Roosters kick it deep. They come down the left edge. Drew Hutchinson's away. And Latrell Mitchell, he puts himself there once again to take Hutcho over the sideline. If you're going to talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk. And there's no doubt about it. Latrell did it in this instance. It was in about this 10-minute period where, of course, James Tedesco was ruled out. The bench originally said that he would be coming out. He was ruled out of this one, which was devastating for the Sydney Roosters and devastating as a whole just for this for just for this contest. You want to see the best players on the field at all times. I know Bunnies fans might not feel the same, obviously. But I think there'd be a lot of you out there that would have loved to have seen these two teams go head-to-head with their best players on the field. There's no hiding away from it. The Roosters did lose players. They were a little bit unlucky on that front. But that's how rugby league goes. That's the way it works. Uh, what did we have then? Tri-saver from Latrell. We spoke about that. I'll tell you who had a little coming-of-age moment in this game. And he's a guy that's been really impressive the last year or two. But I felt like this game, he went to a new level. He found a new little bit of confidence. Harm Sele for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Fuck, he was impressive. I think if you go, if you didn't really notice him, go back and watch this game again and just have a look at some of the impacts that he had during this game. I thought Harm Sele was unbelievable. Another one that I believe is at the Dragons a year or two ago, they let him go. A big, big loss. He's going to be a really good front rower, Harm Sele. I feel like he'll come away from this game and there'll be a moment where Dimitri will grab him and sort of go, you're made for this. You're made for first grade. Yeah, I think he'll take a lot of confidence out of that game. Um, Lockie Ellis, he put one out on the full with two minutes left on the clock. Just didn't need to be done. He obviously identified that Daniel Tupu, he was in back play holding his groin. There was a little bit of space there. But with two minutes to go, you're in front. Just get to halftime. It's been fucking chaotic. I think a little bit more of an experienced half would have just made sure that he just found touch. Didn't try and bite off uh, more than he could chew. But Ilias, he will learn off the back of that. Shout out to Lockin Elias though. My God, last week he got absolutely bullied in defense and it wasn't that he was in the wrong spots or his technique was poor. Angus Crichton was just put in too many good spots and he was too good. Happened to him a couple of days, a couple of times today as well. And Elias, I was so impressed with his defense. He put on some fucking shots. He made some great tackles. I was so impressed from him. And that's what I love about this kid. When he got hooked a couple of weeks ago, everyone threw their arms up in the air. How dare they do it to him? And I sort of said, you know what? He's been defending terribly. He probably needs this little wake-up call. And since then, he's been sensational. Last week, got his pants pulled down, got a little bit embarrassed. I sort of thought that Coleman Tungy was going to have to help him all game, be a bodyguard, which would create space out wide. Elias just took it upon himself. So credit to him. Very, very impressive. Angus Crichton was ruled out of the game. He did not come back after halftime. Neither did Daniel Tupu. So huge, big losses to compound the loss of James Tedesco. Uh, the second half started just as brutal as the first half did. Takiyaho, he played the ball so sideways, a little shot from Harm Sally there. So then they lost Takiyaho as well. And as much as, you know, we don't want to say, oh, like the Bunnies won because of all these injuries, I don't think that's the reason. I thought the Bunnies would win the game anyway. I thought they were the better side. But you have to take into consideration the Chooks. They were missing a fair whack of players there. But once again, that's what happens in footy, yeah? If, if it was, the shoe was on the other foot, the Bunnies wouldn't be getting any... Um, any time or, or any I'm look, any sympathy I'm looking for. That's the word I'm searching for. They wouldn't be getting any sympathy from Chooks fans, so that's the way that it goes. Uh, Walker, he misses the six again. Cook knock on. Yeah, there was a... You saw Sammy Walker. The Roosters got a six again. He went down the short side, bombed it to the middle, and you thought, oh, my God, Sam Walker hasn't heard the call. He's just given away a six again. This is going to be carnage. And, of course, Damien Cook comes down with it, gets absolutely smashed by Matt Lodge, forces the knock on. You think, okay, there's a bit of karma at all evens out there. That's okay. And then off the scrum, Luke Keary throws a forward pass. Uh, and then Cody Walker, he hit AJ out wide for another try. Very, very impressive. Um, Cody Walker, 
That pass that he threw to AJ, we talk about it sometimes on this podcast and on Bloke. There's sort of three ways to ball play. You can ball play before the line, which is where, you know, you don't go too deep into the line, but you get your timing right of when to let go of the ball. You can play at the line, which is where, you know, your Luke Kearys, your Kieran Forens, these sort of guys are so good. They jam into the line. They, they, they move bodies around. Then they create space. What Cody Walker does, and this is why I've always compared him to the great Cliffy Lions, the thing that he does best is he plays through the line. Sam Walker's quite good at playing through the line as well and it really is an art that you've either got or you don't have. It's very hard to train for it. It's, it's a natural thing. You've got it or you don't. The way that Walker holds up passes and he lets the defense rush up and then he picks holes in between them to find guys. Incredible. Have a look at that try once again. Actually I think it might have been the Isaiah Tass one. As I said guys, I've got to re-watch it again but that ball that Cody Walker threw, I think it was to Isaiah Tass. Unbelievable. So fucking impressive. Uh, we then had... JWH Simbin for a head slam. Another one that I didn't, I didn't get to see the replay, so I'll have to watch that one again. But if it is a proper head slam, I can understand that. I wasn't I wasn't sure if head slams were Simbins, to be honest with you. But if that's the precedent, I'm happy for it. Uh, we then had Sammy Walker puts in a perfect, I think it was, no, Luke Keary, sorry, puts in a perfect little kick for Nat Butcher. And the set before that, a perfect kick from Cody Walker to Jai Arrow. Two very similar tries that went end-to-end, sort of summarize what this game was all about. Whatever you can do, I can do better. Whichever brain explosion you can have, I can fucking outdo it with something stupid. It was crazy. Um, there was a there was a moment there where Sua Lee, he returned the ball with his knee raised. Now, Brandy mentioned in the telecast that apparently he has been warned about this before. I wasn't aware of that. I don't know if that is factual or not, but I definitely think with his size and how tall he is and everything, the way that he leads with his knee, I think it hit Marky Nichols just about in the chest. So that's something that Sua Lee's got to work out. I think the NRL's got to take control of it because it's just too dangerous to have in our game. We then had the last 20 minutes or so, and Victor Radley, uh, there was a knock-on by one of the Roosters. Totola came in, little pat on the head, and then Victor Radley came in, had a crack at him and everything, and it all blew up. They both got sin-binned. Personally, I thought Victor Radley had a good point. The referee said, you didn't have to run in there. I saw it, and Victor said, well, would you have done the same thing if I didn't run in there? I don't think so. I can't see a world where the referee would have sin-binned Totola because he pushed him in the head. Uh, I cannot see it, so... I understand where Radley's coming from, but once again, in these big games, when it's high pressure like this, you've just got to be a little bit smarter than that. I know that's who Victor Radley is. He wears his heart and his sleeve, and I love him for it. But there was a couple of moments there where I think Victor, he does just need to be smarter because uh, he is so important to the Sydney Roosters team. Just crazy how important he is and how much of a good fo- footballer he is, Victor Radley. Uh, but you got to love the passion in this game. It was unreal. Uh, I've got it here once again. Ilias, a couple more good tackles here. He was very impressive. You had the Jared Rhea Hargrave knock on on the try line just in front of Latrell Mitchell it was fucking perfect unreal hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Tane Milne got sinbin as well. I'm just reading through all these notes. The amount of sinbinnings and stuff that happened that as I'm reading them, it's coming back to me. I can't wait to sit back and watch this one again. Uh, just, I think that was the shot on Connor Watson pretty late that he got sinbin for. Uh, another one that I probably need to watch again, but I saw a few people blowing up on Twitter and whatnot. Not that I know whether that's factual or not, but I'll have to go back and have a look at that one. Uh, they put AJ, Alex Johnson, away down the left-hand side. He kicked infield. So Lee. Originally, I think the referee's called played out by Joseph. They sent it upstairs. They challenged it, and it was the right call. I don't think it was played out. But you could see in that play once again that Momorowski was the guy they were getting outside of. We spoke about it during the week. If he's at center on the sting, you can take advantage of him there. Another big turnover, and this is a big one. Egan Butcher knocked on uh, with nine minutes to go in their own end when the Bunnies were down players, obviously. And that's where Cody Walker threw that brilliant ball to Isaiah Tass. Worth watching it again. A tough moment there for young Egan Butcher, who's had a brilliant season, a brilliant start to his career. But that is a moment that he will learn from. There is no doubt about it. Yeah, that Cody Walker pass through traffic, fucking incredible. A guy that we probably haven't spoken about too much. I'm not sure if I've mentioned his name yet, which is criminal. Cam Murray, my God, he made a line break right at the end of the game, but the amount of work he got through, I haven't even looked through his stats. I've got no idea what they're going to look like, but I'm sure they're going to be enormous because he was everywhere. He is by far and away the most complete forward in this game. By in this game, I mean in the NRL. He is so fucking impressive, Cameron Murray. Cameron Murray, 76 minutes, 15 runs, 140 meters. He had one line break. He had three tackle breaks. How many tackles did he get through? 39 tackles. What a knock by Cameron Murray. Fuck, he's a good footballer. 41 tackles for Keon Coleman-Tungy as well. He was very impressive as well. Just he's come of age this year. Toughest nails, 128 metres as well. Very, very impressive. I thought Campbell Graham, if he isn't playing Origin within the next two years, I will fucking give it away. 158 run metres off 14 runs. Coming out of his own end, he was sensational. He topped the count for the South Sydney Railroad for post-contact metres. Actually, Jai Arrow beat him by one meter, 68 post-contact meters uh, for Campbell Graham, two tackle breaks. I thought he was incredibly impressive. 18 tackles as well. He has to be playing Origin soon, Campbell Graham. Shout out to our boy Isaiah Tass. Uh, we said at the start of the season that we believed he should have been left center for the South Sydney Rabbitohs come round one. They fucked around with Paulo. They fucked around with Campbell Graham. They fucked around with Tane Milne. Isaiah Tass, they have finally settled on him come finals time. He finished with one try. 100 141 metres, one line break, two line break assists, and one try assist. He was very, very impressive. Isaiah Tass, great to see him come of age at the back end of this season. Just having a look through the Roosters, boys, their stats as well. Who was notable here? Your run metres, Daniel Tupu, he made 124 run metres. He only played 41 minutes, so very, very impressive. He was heading for a 200-metre game, as was James Tedesco. Joseph Suali'i, he ran for 200 metres in this game, 57 post contact, two line breaks. As we said, him with the ball in hand, you could tell passing-wise he's probably not ready for fullback in the NRL just yet. But outside of that, he looked so natural. He was very, very impressive. A try assist each for Luke Keary and Sammy Walker. Two line break assists for Luke Keary, one for Sam Walker. Let's have a look at the Roosters forward pack. I felt like Lodge, Takiaho, and Rhea Hargroves are great. Run meters for JWH, 132. Run meters for Takiaho, 177. 
27. Of course, this will be his last game in the NRL. He got concussed in this one as well, which was very, very disappointing. Absolutely love Takiyaho. Very sad to see him leave our game. 51 minutes for 177 run meters. Very, very impressive. Two offloads. And then he came up with another, what is it, 22 tackles as well for Takiyaho. Sammy Verrill's top the tackle count, 55 tackles. What a game it was. 30 South Sydney, Sydney Roosters 14. They get their revenge at the SFS off the back of last week. The Chooks, they took home the dead rubber and look sensational. The Bunnies have come back the next week in one of the most intense games of rugby league I have ever seen. It might not have been the best game of rugby league I've ever seen, but it was the most intense and it was just the most obscure game ever seen. Seven Simmons. I think they said it's a record as far as rugby league games go. So unbelievable stuff. This rivalry, it never, ever disappoints us. Another cracking chapter added to the book of feuds between the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Sydney Roosters. Unbelievable stuff. Loved it. We've got Bloke in a Bar tomorrow morning. I believe Timmy Williams is actually away. So it's just myself, Kempi, and Matty Buxton, the water boy. Really looking forward to that one. All that content coming here on the Rugby League Guru podcast in the next 48 hours. We'll also have our rapid review coming tomorrow morning of the round where we'll talk about some extra things that we didn't potentially talk about over the last two or three days. And just a reminder, guys, uh, 8pm, we said that the website was opening for you guys to come and grab your Rugby League Guru merchandise. It is open now. If you're listening to this podcast, you can get in early. Limited stock. I don't know how long it's going to last. Also, if you are keen, get in and grab yourself a shirt or a hat. They will be available there. www.rugbyleagueguru.com.au go and get stuck into those if you're looking for your guru merchandise cheers legends we will talk to you soon mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.